0: I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess
1: I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by financial ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown had smiley face.
1: Hello and welcome to the China Shop. We're so glad you've made it. We're so glad you're here. Come on in, come on in. I'm shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm
0: doing good. I don't know why they call it Good Friday, though. I don't know how you can have a Good Friday without the stock market. But other than that, I'm doing uh, all right.
1: I know. I got, I got an alert from uh, my Weeble trading app that was like, oh, by the way, it was on Tuesday. It was like, <laughs> oh, by the way, there's no trading this Friday. And I went, what? Oh, you'd think because I'm so into this, I would be well aware of the think. market holidays in advance.
0: <laughs> they always catch me by surprise, oh. and I'm always annoyed. Oh.
1: Even even at Christmas, I'm grumpy. I'm like, <laughs> why aren't they trading on Christmas? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? Also, I got my second COVID shot, so I know what you were feeling uh, last month.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I
0: k- kicked your ass. Ah uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was out for a good 24 hours. I had to leave work early on Friday. I will say, though, that I would much rather feel like shit than lose 10% of my portfolio. I still stand by that comment.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got a low risk tolerance and a high pain tolerance. Uh, (laughs) Come on into the (laughs) shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, and hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china. Fine china not included. (laughs) <laughs> sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize those gains and cut those losses. Definitely sharing those... Losses? Giant losses. <laughs> terrible, terrible losses. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible losses. And if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out the Knowledge Center on FinancialIneptitude.com. And uh, you, you can, while you're there, you, you can give our beginning trading episode a listen. We'll, we'll, we always have that link in the episode description. But the best place we like you to be is on our Discord. Uh, That's where we're at. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's really just an awesome place to be. Uh, Lots of of great conversations about what's happening and uh, speculation on why it's happening. That's my favorite thing in the world.
0: (laughs) Which we're not that great uh, at yet, but we're learning.
1: (laughs) 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 And when you do join the server, just send us a private message, email, or or drop us a phone call with your mailing address. We'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. Uh, we're just so glad you're here. It, we have a lot of fun and it's always better with friends.
0: Don't don't forget we also have an options uh episode too, a beginner options trading episode.
1: Oh, that's right. We do. If you don't understand all the gobbledygook uh comes out of our mouths when we're talking options, great great place to start is our our basic options episode we just released uh with Chris Borman. That was great. That was a great time.
0: Yeah, it was. All right, show news?
1: Uh yeah, let's uh let's talk about some show news. What do we got, Kyle?
0: Uh, Coming up uh, this Wednesday, we'll have our very first month-end review. We'll be covering kind of the things that we've learned since we started doing this show. And that's going to become a regular monthly fixture where we can just kind of talk about, recap over what worked, what didn't work, and uh, give us a chance, too, to review some other strategies or terms or things that that it, maybe it's been a while since we talked about and we want to reiterate some of those lessons um the week after that we will have our good friend richard friesen back on i think this time it's your turn Ooh, dan to be in the, the couch for that one
1: okay all right all right i'll get ready <laughs> i'll get really drunk first so i'm honest <laughs>
0: uh let's see the week after that we'll have jennifer beck uh ceo and founder of canabase uh but she's since sold that and moved on so it'll be in- fun to chat with her about the future of marijuana uh uh industries oh and, yeah and just kind of what goes into even starting one of those companies i think that might be of some interest to, to listeners out there
1: do you think she would be offended if i uh uh made uh, had a bong and pulled bong rips the entire interview.
0: She was really excited to record on 420 so I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, really really looking forward to this interview with Jennifer Beck, I'm telling you.
0: Uh and then our last one for the month is not confirmed yet, but uh we're really excited for it. I don't want to drop names in case it doesn't happen, but but this should be this oh, should yeah. be a really good one.
1: Um I'm so I'm so fucking excited for that. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stay tuned. Working on filling out May now, so we'll update those as they come. Uh, as their schedule becomes more known.
1: Oh, I'm so I'm so excited! It's it's this is so it's so much fun here in the shop. Oh, and so many great people coming by and joining us and sharing their adventures and knowledge and insight. And they're excited
0: to talk to us. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two idiots with a podcast. Like, why do they want to talk to us?
1: I know. <laughs> Shh we we've fooled them so far kyle don't let the secret out richard's coming back (laughs) (laughs) he's doing it again i know (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) this is awesome oh yeah we've just got a fantastic amazing sensational show for you today jam-packed uh we got lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and more options than ways Chuck Norris could kill a guy. Nice.
0: I was hoping it'd be less dark this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'll save it for later. I've got a couple. I've got a couple that I want to. Oh, you got a yeah, space on that out. note. Got, got a space those out. Oh, oh, folks, folks, reach out to us. We we just adore your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, TikTok, on on Discord. Uh, we'll have a link to that Discord as always in the episode description. Uh, if you're old school, you can send us an email at two com or, or phone. give us a phone call at uh, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Maybe you just got the vaccine and you had even worse side effects than me and Kyle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Just give us a call. Uh, we love it when you reach out.
0: All right, Dan. Is it time to uh time to go... D- do some bet results and Twitter polls? Twitter poll results?
1: Yes, Kyle, I do believe it is time to talk bet results, and uh the random, I think, goes first. The random
0: is terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. TD <laughs> Last week the random selected TTD, the trade desk. It opened at six sixty-eight oh four, closed at six fifty-eight eighty four causing the random to lose another $5 or so, finishing at under $400, dollars uh, 395 26 to be exact, firmly in last place. We are better than random.
1: I didn't think that was going to work. I, I thought I was going to have to go first. No, um, no. But fan- fantastic. <laughs> it is... makes me feel a little bit better. You
0: beat random, Dan. You beat random.
1: I fucking beat the random. Uh, but I have, I have a sneaky suspicion um, I did not beat you. I know uh, I didn't meet you for the week, i no. picked lowe's um and not home depot let's let's Oops. get that out of the way right now <laughs> <laughs> home depot hit new 52-week highs on thursday hmm. lowe's did not lowe's opened the week at 192. they closed the week at 191.32 for a loss of 68 cents a share or uh 0.35 percent brought me down from 491.31 to 489.56
0: was it four eighty
1: nine fifty six? Yeah, I'm I'm Ooh. down two percent for the month.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, oh boy, Dan, <laughs> that makes me so happy to hear that.
1: Oh shit! Because as we know,
0: this is the last of the month.
1: Oh shit!
0: I went with Tesla because I was expecting those delivery numbers to come out at the end of the month. Yeah, and they yeah. did, but because there was no trading on Friday, I didn't get to see that benefit. <laughs> <laughs> but on the plus side there was a lot of anticipation for it and that drove that stock price from the opening at 615.54 on Monday to a closing price at 661.75 and it even peaked at 690 before it started falling off on Thursday and it was it was a slow drop on fr- Thursday I was sweating it yeah my bet total went from 462 and 11 cents Last week to four ninety six and eighty cents. This week, beating you by six six dollars or seven dollars. Beating you by about seven dollars.
1: Oh. oh! Oh! Fucking! Oh. And If you could have just so close. just
0: not bet again, I think I think the side bet has come out to to screw one of us every time we've made one. Is that about right?
1: It was those <laughs> damn straddles and strangles. Yeah, yeah, we made that side bet. I lost that 15 bucks, and that made you the winner. And
0: So I've prepared a delicious ah. list of consequences for you to choose from that will be revealing on the month-end review.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so the, the bet consequence will be on the month-end review show. Okay, so you know that I'm the loser, but I don't even know what I'm going to have to do at this moment, at this point. I won't find out until we record that month in review episode. Damn it. Uh,
0: I really like uh, the idea, too, of making you pick which one you have to do. Making
1: me pick? <laughs> do you call it, call oh. it a fun
0: game of would you rather.
1: Would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch.
0: All right. And then uh, speaking of speaking of Tesla, real quick, let's uh, hit those Twitter poll results. Yeah. Uh, we asked uh, everyone last week if Tesla would ever become bigger than Apple, and this was actually a 50-50 split between yes and no. Uh, nobody liked your answer, Dan, of, of them merging, so that got zero. But
1: Zero? Oh, 50- I didn't even pick it.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was 50-50,
1: yes and no. So, undecided. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's move let's move on to some news. Where well, we all know why we're listening today. The shop is bursting with the week to replace. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Yeah, some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies. Laws change overnight. Here we are. It's It's time time for China China Shop News. Yeah, now it's time for China Shop News
0: talk about that hedge fund that that
1: fell apart let's talk about that hedge fund that fell apart all right let's
0: see bill huang was the <laughs> name of the guy who ran this thing there's a family-owned hedge fund archegos capital management yeah and we were looking at the all that crazy action that was happening on friday uh it looks like a lot of it was because of this company mm-hmm. this hedge fund uh, getting margin called causing them to yeah. unwind about 20 billion in positions uh, we saw what was it, Viacom and and Discovery lose like 50% of their value as part of this. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation Monday to see if you know that was the end or if there's still going to be more fallout from this. Uh, thankfully, it looked like uh, everything kind of stabilized after that. Kind of interesting that we never really saw any jump in Viacom. We didn't see it really spring back. But as far as anything else uh, uh, coming out of this, it looks like not a whole lot yet. And I say yet. Because part of what happened last week that I think might have had something to do with this is the SLR rule expiring on March thirty first, and I believe that's the that stands for the Supplemental Leverage Ratio, so that allows banks to mm-hmm. leverage their money more so than they had in the past. This was put in place when COVID first happened to make sure that uh, lending institutions didn't run out of liquidity, and it, the speculation is that the hedge funds and other financial institutions really abused this. <laughs> so now with that rule expiring on the thirty first, uh, there is lot of anticipation too whether or not there'd be any more fallout from that when those types of things expire there's not usually it's not usually like snap the fingers and now you have less leverage there's usually a grace period in it so there may be another Uh week or two before those effects are fully seen so that's something i'm kind of keeping an eye on i was watching trey's trades kind of break it down and he's of the opinion the next week or two we'll see blue chips like really take a hit uh whereas these like heavily shorted stocks may start to climb as as some of these uh over leveraged companies start to unwind from those positions
1: so arch arch or archgos was the the big one in the headlines but there's no doubt several others that are overmargined.
0: oh you have to think
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's not gonna be just one random one out in the middle of asia yeah
1: yeah oh that's that's scary yeah watch watch your watch your blue chips
0: watch your blue chips and be ready to buy because they might be on severe discount in the
1: next couple weeks. All right Dan, what do you got for us? I guess I should talk about the the jobs report.
0: Uh yes. That was a good one.
1: It's kind of a big impactful story. The US gained 916,000 new jobs in March. Uh unemployment has fallen to 6%, its lowest level since the covid recession hit.
0: That too was way higher than the expected, wasn't it? Wasn't they expected somewhere in like the 700,000 range?
1: 675,000 expected.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome news. I mean, that should be Yeah. Oh yeah. That should be real good for us bulls.
1: The the stimulus has been doing apparently a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh we, as we've seen before, if you just send people checks, they spend them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's good for the economy when everybody's spending money.
0: Have you spent yours yet?
1: Yeah, I put it right in my portfolio.
0: No, that's not really spending.
1: <laughs> I I spent it on selling puts and covered calls, sir. I still haven't
0: touched mine yet.
1: <laughs> it looks like companies in leisure and hospitality hired the most people in March, and as a guy who works at a hotel, I can tell you hospitality is turned around a big 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 corner um at least at least in my neck of the woods in in terms of sales i mean uh, my hotel's been selling out on like wednesday nights and that's Mm -hmm. not normal for uh march late march beginning april
0: we need to look and see when like marriott and hilton and all those uh, uh hotel chains when they start when do they release their earnings?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least where I am in in the Southwest, uh, it looks like travel has picked up. To where it's and and it's not just travel uh, and hotel sales. A lot of it is is business related. Mm-hmm. As business picks up, yep. uh, we you know we we ca- we cater to a lot of contractors that come in town to do work mm-hmm. uh, for the week and then leave on the weekends. So uh, we're mostly filled with business guests, customers. So uh and then and then all the retail casual guests come in and and fill fill us up to capacity and uh to to the point where maybe maybe four weeks running people are asking me like what's happening around here i'm like nothing's (laughs) happening it's just every everything's moving again you know they act like there's a comic-con going on oh
0: right yeah it's just been so long since anything's uh, that's that's interesting too and that should only get even better too because the uh the infrastructure plan that was just unveiled I mean that's still got a big hurdle to pass to, to get through Congress but that should be a driver of a lot of that. Uh
1: that that segues into my next story if uh I know. If, if if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh I do my oh, research. oh, just tee <laughs> that up for me. <laughs> uh part of that infrastructure plan is a, a 174 billion dollar investment in electric vehicles. Uh that yeah. that's that's going to be huge. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Uh, they want to do two things, big things. They want to redo the tax credit for mm-hmm. buying an electric car. Yep, because because right now the the existing tax credit rules are only for the first two hundred thousand cars sold. Oh, so okay. like General Motors and Tesla, you can't get a tax credit if you buy a General Motors or Tesla right now. But uh, if if Kia. Hyundai Kia hasn't sold two hundred thousand all electric vehicles in, in the country yet. You'd still qualify, which is just weird to me. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try and and switch that over to just a, a, a solid tax credit.
0: going to say, wasn't part of that too. Like the the charging stations they're trying to start implementing.
1: Yeah the the second that is the second part of it. Uh, they. Charging—they call it charging anxiety. People mm. think uh, I can't get an electric vehicle because where will I charge it if I'm out on the road? Right. Uh, so they're going to try. They're going to try and build 500,000 charging stations all over the country. That that's that works out to you know about 10,000 per state if they evenly divided it. But it won't be because they're not going to put 10,000 right. in Alaska. That's crazy. Ten thousand in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are co- currently there are only forty one thousand four hundred dedicated electric vehicle chargers, charging stations in the U.S. compared to one hundred thirty six thousand four hundred gas stations. Right. So we we're only got twenty five percent of where we are with gas stations on the charging stations. They want 500,000 stations. They are literally saying we're going to have four, three and a half times hmm. the amount of gas stations. That's that's how many electric charging stations we're going to have.
0: You got to think that it takes a lot longer to charge your vehicle uh, than it does to fill up a tank of gas. It, it's a good plan, but there's a lot of hurdles to that because the charging stations are very expensive to put in place, especially if you're doing like the quick charge ones where like you can charge up a vehicle in like 10 minutes. I mean, it costs something. I mean, it's very capital intensive to put those in.
1: Right. It needs its own power stuff because our stuff is all AC and it's, it's a DC fast charger it, it ju- uh, just over 10% of today's charging stations are DC fast chargers mm, the, uh, okay. the rest though you do have to wait hours uh, but I think the big thing for me is is remember if remember Neo Day if they can deliver on their promise and we start getting batteries that give you a 500-mile range, you're not going to need that 20-minute fast charge.
0: I kind of like the way Neo does their battery swap stations or the the subscription plan where you just drive in, have them drop out your battery chassis and slap a new one in there and you drive right off. Like to me that's the way to go.
1: I I agree I agree they from what I understand in in Tesla's earlier days they were looking at that and they opted uh, not to do it. Uh, I think because of engineering reasons. Right. Uh, but it, made, made me, it makes me sad because if that was the standard here, it, it you would never have any charging anxiety.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you also get a lot more freedoms and things that you can accomplish when you have a communist <laughs> uh, government. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, there, there's some, some pluses and some minuses. <laughs> uh, what else we got uh, from you in news, Kyle?
0: Okay. Uh, last one that I want to talk about, and this one really... Um, God, what's that term that that Family Guy uses? Uh, grind grinds my goat, or grinds my gears.
1: Grinds. This really grinds my gears.
0: Yeah. Uh, AT&T came out as lobbying against fiber. They come out and said 10 megabytes per second uploads are good enough. Well, fuck you, AT&T. <laughs> And I'll tell you why this pisses me off so much. I remember reading an article talking about how we should have been on fiber. Like there was all kinds of government grants going out to all these telecommunications companies, like ten or fifteen years ago, uh, to put in fiber networks. And instead of putting in fiber networks, they developed DSL, which was like a shittier version of coax. <laughs> Yeah, so they came up with DSL and they put that in instead and pocketed all the extra money they got that that should have gone towards putting in a fiber infrastructure. We should be at the same spot fucking Europe's at right now. We should already have fiber. But because greedy corporations decided that, I mean, what do you expect? (laughs) Let's
1: take Uh, this short-term gain over the long-term gain.
0: Yeah, so now they're coming out and saying, no, 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 we don't need fiber. Fuck you. And of course we don't need it, but I want it. And Google's going around putting fiber in, so obviously uh, there's people that want it too. That's how capitalism works.
1: Well, and might, just because we don't need it today doesn't mean we won't need it two, three, four, five years.
0: Yeah, it would have been really nice to have all that shit in place ten years ago, whenever when it was supposed to go in. Yeah, I might I might be selling my fucking AT and T shares just because fuck them.
1: Out of a, a out of pure revenge spite. trade,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ask Richard, and we talk to him where that falls on trading strategies. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'm I'm pretty pretty sure that's a that, that's a revenge trade he he advises against, but we'll we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you, AT and T. Fuck you. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're not gonna sponsor our show anymore. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Dan. It's a time to uh, to get through some, some paid content. Or what do we call that?
1: Oh, is it is it time for school?
0: Is it time? Is, it, for, yeah. is
1: that a bell I hear? Well they paid a lot of money for the show to talk about this and we don't think that will drop it on time. By the time we cash the checks, send the contents in the press we're on the Discord just in time to see our pride bye-bye. It's alright, cause it pays for the show. We got paid one hundred ten dollars by a third party via PayPal to talk about Enthusiast Gaming Holdings Incorporated.
0: Dan, I'm excited about this one, and let me tell you why. Yeah, let's tell me all about it. Because it's not marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: <sorry. laughs> yeah, it makes me sad. No, tell me why. Why is this so exciting?
0: Okay, so this company, uh, stock ticker ENGMF, uh, that is the over-the-counter ticker for the U.S. markets and EGLX is the cal- uh, Canadian markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys have built a one-of-a-kind one gaming ecosystem where millions of gamers are connected and engaging every month. So, like, their plan is to, to be there when the people put down the controllers. So they're talking about 48% of the enthusiast gamers don't even use Facebook. They apparently would rather be on the enthusiast site conversing with friends or the other millions of gamers. That's interesting. Yeah. Approximately 65% of them spent 15 plus hours a week playing. 67% of enthusiast gamers buy more than seven video games a year. And 63% of enthusiast gamers are influenced by online ads to make online purchases. These figures could potentially drive even more growth going forward.
1: So so this company, they got access to 300 million gamers worldwide. They got a strong business model, uh, impressive financials. They are growing. Uh, they're, they're just they 're an impressive company on the market right now. as the gaming world grows, these guys could potentially expand even further with millions upon millions of gamers that they could snatch up. One of the other
0: things I thought was kind of interesting, we were looking at the charts that they, uh, on the, uh, what do you call this, a promotion sheet they gave us. Uh, it looks like it's out mm-hmm. of date because they were talking about the stock being oversold at, uh, what was it, like $1.27 or, or $1. forty seven, pointing out that it was probably a great buy at that point. And with it trading at over $7, I'd say they were right.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, they were. <laughs> if you look at the six-month stock chart, it's, it's quite impressive. Quite impressive. Looks like it might
0: be pulling back a little they, bit right they, now, but I would watch it, look for some support. I might be tempted to buy to yeah. into this one.
1: Yeah, you draw that trend line. It doesn't look like it should get below six.
0: Oh, that is a nice trend line. <laughs> uh, let's see. In 2020, their uh, revenue was announced at $127.6 million. It's an increase, uh, Q4 increase of 34%. Q4 direct sales grew 230% to $3.3 million. Versus quarter three, Q4, revenue per viewer grew 100%. Wow. Yeah. uh, They made waves with their acquisition of Omnia Media for 44 million. That merged platform uh, now attracts an additional 4.2 billion monthly views. So it's a company that's got, it looks like it's already got a footprint in this great market and already showing, you know, some fruits of that labor coming in with... With growing revenue, it's not quite profitable yet, but once this thing does become profitable, I think it's going to probably be uh, a lot, it's going to look a lot more attractive at its price right now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to close with this. Uh, the, The more I keep looking, the more I'm actually liking this company. So, I think that right there kind of speaks for itself.
1: Yes. There you go, folks. Enthusiast Gaming Holdings Incorporated. We got paid to talk about them, but we sure don't mind talking about a, something this exciting. It's all right, because it pays for the show. Let's
0: get on to some stocks then.
1: Here we come, trading on the street. Get the craziest gains from when we're in too deep. Yeah, hey, we're just two bulls, smashing through a china shop. We're so glad you joined us. And now it's time to talk about stocks. <laughs> <laughs> stocks, stocks, stocks. Oh, uh, well, okay, Kyle. We just talked about Enthusiast Gaming's uh, holdings. Did you end up buying any shares?
0: I actually did. Um, I was trying to get them at seven, and then they ended up spiking up from there. I was able to, to buy a lot of shares at uh, $7.40 um after looking at the way that chart was stair-stepping i actually was really liking the the momentum it was carrying and just the industry in general uh like this one a lot better than some of the other ones we looked at
1: oh yeah obviously Uh, well and that's that's one of the beauties of working with lifewater is they let us pick they they don't say you have to talk about this company they say here's here's the companies that need to be talked about uh and and that makes it way easier for me because talk about something i don't believe in you know right you can be like oh yeah no look look at this one i like i love me some cbd
0: i'm gonna sell puts on <laughs> or buy puts on this <laughs> yeah. mm, it, right me. um yeah um no nah, i just gotta make sure i set that stop loss so that way i uh, don't lose more than 110 dollars <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: brilliant <laughs> All right. Well, the only other move I made in stocks that I uh, need to mention here is uh, I sold a couple more $15 puts on F expiring four sixteen. 16. Uh, again, like we said last week, uh, I'm, I'm talking about this, even though it was an options trade in the stocks portion, because this is a trade I'm using to try to acquire shares. So by selling mm-hmm. $15 mm-hmm. puts that expire on April 16, I'm actually hoping that I can buy them when those actually expire, if those expire in the money or below fifteen dollars a share, then I'll be purchasing them at fifteen. But I get to keep the premium, which in this case was a dollar twenty-five a share. So if I have to purchase them, it'll be at thirteen seventy-five. Now with Biden's infrastructure plan coming out, um, I know there's going to be a push for more green energy. So companies like F-Cell, Plug mm-hmm. Power, uh, all the EV companies like Tesla and Neo and I don't know, name, pick, pick your favorite. What was that one that I had right. as a bet pick <laughs> that did so well? BE, Bloom Energy, is that? So yeah, any any one of those I think are going to be doing well in the next uh, next few months here. Last thing I wanted to talk about in stocks, this isn't a move I've made yet, but I've talked about Cresco Labs a lot, my favorite uh, uh, MJ company. And I was doing a little bit more research on this because uh, we keep seeing that more and more of these states are legalizing adult use. I think you posted that New Mexico just came out. Uh, we talked about new york proposing the legislation still hasn't been signed into law yet but they're on the path to legalizing in new york also and then seeing cresco labs with all that extra cash that they just raised they're already purchasing a company to get a footprint in massachusetts revenue has just been going through the roof if congress does go through and decriminalize mj then one of the things i don't think we really ever talked about is that all these marijuana stocks suddenly become eligible to become listed on major exchanges They're no longer over the counters. Mm,
1: That's right.
0: When that happens, then you start having index funds purchasing more. Um, It just becomes more mainstream. More people have access to it. they do not pay fees to trade it. It's going to be, it'd be huge for these stocks. So I'm giving some serious thought into really increasing the holdings that I have on it in the hopes that this happens in the next 18 months while they, the Democrats have control of the house and the Senate, because that's the time that it's going to happen. Yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next 18 months before the next midterm elections.
1: Yes, yes. I, I totally agree. Uh, uh, it's, And it's one of the reasons why I trade in marijuana stocks. <laughs> you may have noticed.
0: I do. I do. <laughs> anyway, that would probably make a good Twitter poll, though. I don't know. What do you think? Will uh, Congress decriminalize marijuana in the next 18 months? Is Kyle crazy? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Yeah, let's make that. <laughs> That'll be our Twitter poll. Look for that.
1: Uh, uh, there, there we go. I don't know when this episode drops. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll toss that out there. That'll be good.
0: All right, Dan, what do you got for stocks?
1: Well, I, following your precedent of of putting my put sales in stocks because that is what I'm doing to get the shares. Uh, I want I want these sh- sweet sweet shares, so I, I I want to get them and I want to get paid to, to buy the shares. Mm-hmm. so uh, i sold some puts i sold uh, a put on uh, wastewater resources now i already have 100 shares of those because i sold a covered call mm-hmm. uh when i did the math and where where the price was at uh it was it was like oh well i'll actually be moving in cheaper if i sell this covered call uh buy 100 shares and sell the call um on uh monday okay the the price of wa- weight was had been falling and they hit a, a a low i don't know will have the exact chart in front of me it was a four something
0: yeah i think if you can buy that any point under five that's a great buy point for them
1: right so well i didn't buy the shares then mm-hmm. uh, i actually bought them when they were at six and the calls were worth more but when in the, when the price for shares sank down i i sold a put a, another five dollar put because the premiums what shot up because everybody yep. was scared right and i sold sold a five dollar put at 50 cents so it's like buying the shares. At, if it gets triggered, I'll be buying the shares at four and a half dollars, which to me is That's a great awesome. price. Yep. For a hundred <laughs> for, for Westwater Resources, I've been we we've, we've been watching this stock forever now. Yeah. And uh, I did I did something that I thought was really really solid because we've been watching this stock and it and it and it hit down as a low low five dollar level. I said, okay, this is its resistance point. It doesn't like to drop below. Uh, Maybe into the high fours sometimes, but it doesn't like to drop much lower than this. I bought back the call I sold, nice, and uh, locked in the profit. So uh, the the shares, even though I bought them at six dollars, even I really paid five dollars thirty five cents, I think, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, uh, now, and then I sold that put, right? And now, now I'm sitting as it's starting to go back up when, my, and the plan being, when does the insurance premium on a call get biggest? When the stock's going up. So I'm, I'm waiting for that stock to go back up to around six just sell another colored call, call uh but that's that's not that's options yeah, damn it yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> got anyway
0: uh you're on a roll i was gonna let you go with it
1: so so uh i'm trying to get more more shares of Westwater resources four and a half dollars is a great price uh i did sell another uh call or sorry I, I did sell another put later in the week and that was on oh yeah i okay and i, I sold another put on uh cvm okay there are that...
0: Uh, that's the one I almost lost my ass on, <laughs> other than a last second spike.
1: Yeah, yeah, Psy yeah. Corporation. Yeah,
0: I'm not trading in them anymore. You can have that one.
1: <laughs> I can have that one. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just don't think, I, I, I think that their shares are, are $5, if I can get them for $5, that's that's just fine. I mean, the past year, they haven't gone under $10 in mm-hmm. the past year right okay so so i'm collecting on on just telling somebody i'm willing to buy their shares that's all i'm doing like hey i'm willing to buy your shares and i'm i'm collecting money on that i i sold that that put uh five dollar put i sold it at, at 56 cents
0: oh wow that's pretty good what's the what's the, what's the stock trading at
1: 16 dollars
0: okay wow Sixteen forty
1: seven, and a, a stock hasn't gone under 10 dollars in the over in the in the past one year, I'm looking at their one year chart. hasn't It's not under ten. I, I go to their three. I have to go to their three year chart to 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 find a spot where at the the end of end of 2019.
0: God, that feels like almost free money.
1: Right. <laughs> Sorry. So the last time they were five dollars was the summer of 2019. Okay. That's the last time this company was at five dollars. Yeah. So yes, I will buy 100 shares at five dollars, and you can pay me fifty six dollars. For the right to do so,
0: and I'll do that every month until it actually happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like I, that's, that's what I feel like. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just collecting checks. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy this, this stock that I think is worth much more than five dollars a share. I'll buy it at five. I'll buy it at five, guys. And, and like they keep saying, okay, yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. I definitely want to make that deal with you. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's so now I have, and that expires May. 21st so yep. I, I i we'll see if we'll see if i get those shares probably not my i've got uh i still have my shares in sundial and ogi my pot companies i'm trying to sell my sundial shares but i have to wait this is this is so so funny <laughs> <laughs> uh this is this is why, why i love options for stock trading or should i say this is why i like doing my stock trading through options because i want you know because of my price point where i bought them you know i i, I paid uh, just just about where they're at right now right uh i i'm waiting and i'm waiting for the the stock price to go up to inflate the value of those calls like i want to sell a dollar fifty call but i want to do it when a dollar fifty is worth something mm-hmm. right yeah so i'm forced to just sit and wait i'm not selling any more puts because i don't need new shares i don't you know I'm, I'm ready to exit so now i'm just i'm just eyeing i i think i put in the order and i have it just sitting there right uh, waiting for you know kind of like i don't have to think about it anymore if uh if if you get your price i'm, I'm trying to get paid 25 cents for the dollar 50 coupon so yeah i'm trying to get paid 100 bucks to sell 400 shares at a price <laughs> that's 40 cents higher than it is today right yeah, we'll see we'll see how that works no yeah. anyway uh so that that'll that'll wrap up uh, the things i had to talk about stocks
0: all right uh i got a few earnings that we can touch on real quick and we can move on
1: Yep. My motto's always been When I'm right, it's right So I'll wait and watch the charts And the change in price When the movement's mostly finished At the end of the day And we know the coming earnings Gonna move it my way Skyrockets in sight Earnings call to light Earnings call to life.
0: Like I said, the pickings were really slim, but I actually saw some in there that caught my eye. All right, so on the sixth, we have paychecks, which I just kind of threw in there because we talked about them before. Um, if companies are increasing the numbers of people they have working for them, then the company that cuts the checks for them all should uh, probably you know, do well. I think there are payroll solutions. Yep. I should probably double check that. Plus, IT has been kind of on a... <laughs> yeah, that payroll, HR, retirement insurance services. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also an IT... Company, uh, They're classified as that. And that IT sector has been really hot this last week. I think it was the top-performing sector. Uh, on the seventh Wednesday, we've got uh, Carnival again. MSM, which is MSC, Industrial Direct. It's uh, like, remember Fastenal? Like one of those mm-hmm. just suppliers for basically industries. When I worked for the different steel mills, we used MSC as just an ordering thing. You place an order for some nuts or bolts or... Hand tools and you get them the next day. Um, with industries starting to become a lot more booked, like I know at least in the steel industry, things are looking really good. Uh, hoping to see that they're going to be turning a nice profit uh, as a result of everything, you know, kind of starting to fill back out again. Uh, the next one that's on the seventh is a steel company, SCHN, which is Schnitzer Steel. I've never heard of this company.
1: Schnitzer Steel.
0: It's a small cap. But I'm hoping that maybe this one hasn't really gotten a whole lot of attention because it's kind of more under the radar and because the pickings are so slim anyway, I figured maybe, you know, might be a good time to look at a, a random steel company and see if it kind of carries on that same momentum that like Newcore and CMC and some of these other ones have. I mean, I know with uh, the mm-hmm. company I work for, our orders are booked all the way through July. So uh, this is a good time to be trying to ride that, uh, one, infrastructure news, because steel industry is going to benefit from that, and then two, just uh, orders yeah. and everything returning, they seem to be carrying a lot of momentum right now uh, last one that caught my eye was on the eighth and that's Levi Strauss seems like these random apparel companies have been doing quite well I think people are finally starting to just get new clothes yeah. or something or maybe they have finally made their transitions to online and are starting to reap some of those benefits like I think uh, we were talking in the discord with one of our listeners and he was mentioning five below being like severely overrated and it's still got great ratings like the smart score on that was still an 8 right. price target of 215
1: overvalued
0: yeah i think he was saying it was trading at like 40 times earnings like (laughs) jesus
1: oh my gosh
0: yeah so uh a lot of these a lot of these clothing and apparel companies seem to be doing really well right now so keep an eye on that one see if uh that's one of those ones that maybe the expectations are higher than people think Mm. might be primed for a bit of a dip it's only a couple dollars off of its high so yeah i might keep an eye on that
1: all right we ready to uh to move on i think so all right. Well, before we do, folks, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about how Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience, helped thousands of homeowners, and whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. She's licensed in 25 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904, or you can drop her an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue Pullen for all your mortgage needs.
0: I feel like we should reach out to Sue and ask her if she's licensed in more than 25 states now, since we keep saying it's growing.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's what she told me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but when was the last time we checked? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, Step up, Sue. you at 26 yet? We're waiting. Everybody's waiting.
0: You got to tell us so we can update our script. (laughs) don't make us liars <laughs> <laughs> all right options
1: a little less conversation a little more options please all this volatility just ain't bothering me a little more puts a little less small a little less puts a little more calls close to tracing open up your ears baby it's time for options it's time for options baby I start us off on the options Ooh, train. All right. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, I, you know, I mentioned a little bit uh, about West Water Resources. I'm trying to get more shares. Uh, I also have those shares. Uh, really, really, really proud of myself for, for, for knowing the stock and understanding where its price was and uh, selling uh, buying back that cover, the call I sold. Mm hmm. And, and literally within the next two days, the stock turned around and started going back up. So like I couldn't have timed it better. And it wasn't luck.
0: I did the same thing with Jumia. Jumia started rising as soon as I closed out that, that call side of my straddle that I sold. Something to be said for closing out worthless contracts that are still on your books. Right, well <laughs>
1: this, this one wasn't worthless. This
0: one- close to. What did you buy the call for? What did you sell the call for? What'd you buy it for?
1: I sold the call for $1.25. I bought it back for 58.
0: Okay, so you get double your money though, more than double. I'd say you did all right.
1: I I did all right. Yeah, I made I made $66. 34 mm-hmm. And uh, so it it basically it brought the cost of my shares uh down to five dollars and 30 cents. So right where, <laughs> is that right where it's at? I did have to uh I did lose money on one of my uh, spokes of the wheel. Uh, I had both invested in, I should say, I had sold a put in ebon ebang mm-hmm. industries i'd sold a, a seven seven dollar fifty cent strike price uh, april 16th put and that was one of the companies i found that uh, the thinker swim analysis was like yeah the the trade probability of it getting below 750 dollars seven dollar fifty cents is it, it's only 23 percent likely mm-hmm. I was like oh well yeah i'll take those fucking odds uh well the company announced uh a big share offering at six dollars ten cents a share (laughs) i think so (laughs) i
0: think you have to be watching for that anytime a share price is overvalued especially on any company that doesn't have like a solid revenue stream already uh, growth stocks in particular
1: i didn't do a lot of research into that first round of selling puts that i did yeah that happens a lot (laughs) uh (laughs) (laughs) But, I, you know what, I'll, still, I'll say this, of the, the 14 trades that I've made trying to play the wheel, only two of them have actually lost me money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So far. This was one of them. <laughs> so far. So far. <laughs> How are the rest of them uh, looking? Well, I should say, uh, let, me, let me count up the, I should say, of the ones that have closed, one, two, three, Oh my god, I, I was wrong. <laughs> no, okay, so I, I have closed 19 trades. Selling options for the wheel. Uh-huh. Of those 19, only two lost me money.
0: For the wheel? Yeah. Okay. Since okay. we started yes. doing the
1: wheels. Yep. Since I started selling options. The
0: wheel is fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> I lost money on IDRA because they came out and announced their drug didn't work. Yep. And I ended up only losing 9% of, of the money that I risked on selling those puts. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I just lost on Ebon... E-B-O-N, I had to buy back my put that I sold, and uh, uh, I I ended up losing 7.46% of the money I risked.
0: You might lose a little bit on the put side of it when you first enter the the, the trade, but when you finish it off by selling the covered calls it's, on it, that's when you get it back if you lost anything on that end of it. it's It seems like it's really hard to lose money doing this. I mean, you may not make a whole lot, but it's really hard to lose it's
1: steady it's steady it's it's low it feels low risk like i said (laughs) of two out of 19
0: of everything we've fucked around with this is a lot less riskier than anything else i think we've done yeah
1: yeah um so i lost money on that one but i couldn't have i don't think i could have predicted even if i'd done a bunch of research that the company would come out and say Hey, we want to sell ten million shares at six dollars ten cents a share. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! So, like, literally, as soon as I, as soon as I read that article, I I bought my put back.
0: Just closed it out and moved on.
1: Right. I was gonna I'd take a loss of fifty six dollars versus if I if I hold on and it gets exercised and those shares are now at six ten. I don't want. I didn't enter this trade to actually get the shares. I wasn't actually looking to buy hundred shares. I was just looking, like CVM. Where, like, I'm going to I'm gonna sell these these puts and uh, watch them expire worthless. I
0: think that might be a, a flaw in your strategy. I think that if you're playing the wheel, if you're selling puts on companies, then I think you have to be prepared to buy the shares. They need to be stocks that you do want to own.
1: I, I agree. And uh, if you look at the thing I posted, I, I have my not yet sold, mm-hmm. the ones that I'm trying to sell. They are all companies, IDEX, IDEX. Um, and OGI and and Westwater Resources, WWR, companies that I do want shares mm-hmm. to sell the calls on. Okay, uh, I I do I do agree. And watching it play out like this, uh, like like we have, that that's where where it got me to.
0: I think the thing that changed though is if your fundamental analysis or the reason that you wanted to own them has changed, which in this case, uh, a dilution of the share pool. Could have completely changed your reasoning for wanting the stock. Then, then that's okay. But your initial statement was saying that you'd never really wanted to own them to begin with.
1: Yes, I wanted to to, to play the trade probability analysis thing mm. game and and see see where it got me. Yeah. But uh, that's that's when I came face to face with the decisions of do i really want 100 shares and it, the answer was no it was like i i came to that very same conclusion was like well then you gotta stop stop selling it yep uh, you know stop selling these puts on companies that you're just, i'm just i'm that was that's just gambling yep. anyway, yeah anyway uh and then uh and then i lost a bunch of money on all my straddles and strangles
0: i was gonna ask you about that are you finally willing to say that uh that straddles are not a profitable enterprise
1: well Yes, very much so. My <laughs> first round, I sold five different straddles and strangles. Only two of them made me money, and I lost about 17% overall. Yeah. The second round of the five, only one made me money, and I lost 44% overall. So I'm going to say uh, I've tried it 10 times in the past month, and only three of them have actually made money.
0: But not enough to overcome the total losses, or even close to.
1: Oh, no, no, not even close. Yeah. Like like the average, the average gain... Is is like thirty percent, and the average loss is like sixty something. So this is where uh, I no, think probably bigger than. I that. think the
0: better strategy yeah. with straddles and strangles is to be selling them as part of a covered call on a stock that you like. Like with Westwater, would be a perfect example. You have shares already, so the call end of it is covered, and then you're selling both of them. So yes. now, if like you end up having to buy some more shares, then you're getting double the premium, basically.
1: I totally agree, and I'm totally. That's exactly what I'm doing. I I sold that put. Because I do, I'll I'll take another hundred shares of Westwater, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another consonant, please. Another sweet vowel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just a regular a sweet, bow, sweet consonant.
0: You got anything else to uh, to cover?
1: Uh, nope. All right. Uh, I
0: had let's see, three moves that I got to talk about. Uh, April sixteenth, fourteen dollars calls on FSL. I sold against shares that I currently her- held. Uh, I left a third of those shares available because. It looked like the stock was starting to see some positive price action. So I wanted to be free to sell a higher strike price just to try to get a little bit more uh, profit out of that. But at the time uh, when I went and looked and figured out what my actual cost per share was, uh, it made sense to sell those and just get, you know, not world beating gains, but gains and make it profitable. Because those 14 calls looked like they were going to exercise. That's why I sold a couple more puts on, uh, I think it was a $15 put to try to replace those shares. I want to keep playing with the f just keep doing this cycle of uh, getting put shares and then selling calls to try to get them called away. Uh, the other one I did, one of the other ones I did was a May 21st uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. I sold, a, sold $30 calls at $3 on 50% of the shares that I had. Considering that I got these shares uh, somewhere around like, God, I think it was somewhere below $20 a share when I first was fooling around with options when we first started this. Uh, that's fucking outstanding mm-hmm. returns. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I yeah. was stupid and yeah. not try to take something out of this. <laughs> um the last trade I made was buying KTOS um four sixteen thirty dollar oh, calls. Shit. And I think you did the same thing. I think you did it right after I did.
1: Oh. Um Oh yeah I saw I <laughs> some
0: alerts coming through that and I finally learned what a call sweep was because I noticed that sometimes when we're looking through the alerts they talk about being call sweeps or just uh, call purchases or, uh, or they, they either call it just a call or they call it a call sweep so what a sweep is is when somebody says I want these right now I don't care what the price is it's a market order for options and when someone puts a large order in for a call sweep that means that they're trying to get that price now because something's gonna happen so that's what was going through my head when I saw that come out I it was part of the arc x fund with that coming online uh so i i thought it was worth the gamble i didn't put a whole lot on it which was smart on my end because i knew it was a gamble but i knew as i was putting it in it was probably not an impulsive trade probably not the the best way to to be doing this
1: so i saw i saw you make that trade and and i followed suit because i read oh katas is part of arc x Mm -hmm. that's 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 good enough for me
0: Anyway, so those, I'll probably be looking at getting rid of them next week. Uh, I know they have two weeks on them, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it was a smart move. Even as I was doing it, I didn't think it was that smart of a move, but still didn't stop me from doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's, let's see, there's two other things I wanted to really quickly talk about. my Jumia, uh, I still have a put. I closed out the call end of that straddle I sold because Jumia it looks like it's starting to run up. I'm probably going to get put shares unless it closes above 45 on April 16th. So depending on how that looks, I may look to try to sell another covered call on that in anticipation of getting those shares. Uh, just have to watch it and see how it how it runs for the rest of the this week and next week last thing i tried to do was to back up my bet i was looking at tesla when it was dropping below 500 and i i put the order in i never actually got it i tried to buy 600 hundred dollar calls and sell 620 and twenty dollar calls to, to try to execute a bull call spread where you sell the further mm. out the money to get a cheaper premium because the premium on those 600 hundred dollar calls was like over 20 bucks the uh, the total cost of the the thing would have been somewhere around like nine sixty nine dollars and sixty cents each of those two contracts the six hundred calls bought and then six hundred twenty sold um, I really tried to get that because I thought with those numbers coming out that that would have been a solid move and it turns out it really would have been <laughs> evidence from the yeah bet. yeah uh, I almost went and tried to do it at a higher number and I backed off as I don't know. Um feel like I I saw it. I had my opportunity. Didn't get it. That's okay. I'll move on. Find another better opportunity. I don't want to chase it because I missed out. And that pretty much wraps yeah. up my entire week. You want some options alerts?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's hear the the latest round of options alerts.
0: All right. ViaCom, as we mentioned earlier, Lots of traders looking for a bounce. There was, I think, two or three sweeps that I saw for April 16th, uh, around $40 strike price. They were trading around $6. I didn't write down the full trades. I just wrote down that there's multiples of these. There's also a June 18th, $47 strike price that had a couple hundred thousand dollars on it. Um, might look at this one myself. I don't know. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it drop a little further before I tried to try to play a bounce on it um, I think if this one does go back up, it's probably going to be a slow steady Not something that you necessarily is conducive to an options trade um, Alibaba on nine seventeen Expiration a $210 put at $14.35 There was $2.5 million on that uh, That was a bullish trade So yeah, somebody wrote a lot of contracts and got a lot of money and that got me thinking, because there was a bunch of them from last week uh, that we talked about on Alibaba, too. But those were for like a couple of years down the road. Uh, there's a lot of fear about these Chinese companies being delisted. We talked about that back when that uh, legislation changed, where they had to open up their books to our auditing standards. This is making yes. me wonder what happens if those contracts get delisted. Ooh,
1: like if you sold all those puts and it gets delisted and you're just not on the hook anymore i don't know
0: i don't think so because that doesn't make sense but i'm not sure how the mechanics of that works i'll have to do a little bit of research on that because maybe there is an opportunity there yeah, yeah. start selling some really far yeah. <laughs> yeah there may be a loophole there <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing somebody else has thought of that but maybe that's I'll, why people re- i'll
1: go ahead and sell a a thousand of those please <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see CCL carnival uh 416 thirty dollar call sweep meaning somebody wanted them now uh $0. 44 cents a contract seventy thousand dollars bullish again square I think it is sq uh, April 9th that expires next week 232 dollars and fifty cent strike price another call sweep at six dollars and45 cents a contract so it was just under half a million uh let's see then we had two really big ones uh, one was JD it's a September seventeenth, eighty dollar calls. These were eleven dollars and fifty cents a contract, five point seven million dollars. This was very bullish, meaning that it executed closer to the ask price as opposed to the bid price. And then SE was the last one that caught my eye. That was May twenty first, two hundred and fifty dollar put at thirty five dollars a contract, three point five million. That one was bearish.
1: A lot of a lot of options alerts.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of big money ones coming up. I threw in a couple that were expiring uh sooner so that way we can kind of continue our evaluation see if what we saw from all the previous ones we looked at is continuing to be the trend whereas you want to be on the writing side of these rather than the the buying
1: that's a very common theme i found
0: (laughs) yeah it seems to be (laughs) all right Uh, okay man for a short week it feels like a lot of shit happened
1: yeah right four days and it's still just as much to talk about it
0: feels like more damn what was your good
1: oh my good has got to be timing the repurchase of the covered call i sold on wwr Mm -hmm. uh watching that stock bottom out saying this is the bottom buying back that call and then watching the stock turn around that just felt so good warmed my heart right up uh (laughs) and then yeah so now i just sit back and and wait for it to get up back around six and sell another covered call
0: yep Oh man, nice.
1: Yeah, felt really good. What was your good?
0: Uh, I got three to choose from. Uh, the First one being my Tesla attempt. I tried to make that Tesla trade. I feel like my research or my intuition was spot on with that. It didn't execute, but I was on the right path. Uh, also holding yeah. off from trying to, to chase gains was good on that too. Uh, the other one was F-Sell. Yes. Um, selling those cover calls, even though I probably left some on the table by not waiting another day uh, at the time um you know money in the hand is better than you know nothing <laughs> taking small profits for less risk that's something I probably need to do more of but you know those those two were really good but you know what was the best for me for this week every single What's order that? that i put in on my phone before i just instinctively hit the confirm trade button like i normally do <laughs> i stopped as i was as my thumb was going to mash that button i stopped and went back and looked and verified Every single trade had the right <laughs> the right uh, transaction type listed.
1: <laughs> well done, sir.
0: Looks like I finally learned something.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so proud.
0: What was your bad for this week?
1: Oh, definitely the uh e-bang, the ebon EBON mm-hmm. the puts I sold that I didn't actually want to have exercised and uh seeing that news pop up and doing that quick math of wow if these get exercised I've already I've already lost hundred and forty dollars then you know take take away the thing yeah I'm already in the hole no matter how much I got paid for that coupon right so I mean I got out of it and then you know realized that I never should have been in the trade to begin <laughs> with so uh, yeah that was bad yeah
0: That's kind of similar to mine. My bad was my KTOS play. Uh, That was impulsive. I knew as I was making it. Uh, If I wanted to make that trade, I think what I should have done was either done something to mitigate the total cost of it, like buying a spread, or Mm -hmm. really more preferable to that would have been trying to cover call on that just get some shares, and then use that premium to reduce the cost basis. Uh, it was good that I only put down a little bit amount of cash on that. I didn't bet a whole lot. I mean, it was a really small amount. It was kind of a what the hell. Because yeah. I do feel like one of the benefits of selling all these contracts that we're doing is that we're, we're taking the little bits of money in order to fund the lottery tickets.
1: Um, so what was uh, what was your ugly? Um,
0: <laughs> I think it's got to be that I've been slipping on my trade logs. I haven't been keeping them up as well as I should have. I haven't gone through and calculated out my total gains for the last two weeks. (laughs) That's, that's really bad. Yeah. I mean, I've been keeping track of all my trades. I just don't know how have I done. Am I still up? Am I still down? Have these things been working or not? (laughs) Um, God damn. That's really bad. How could I possibly know if I'm doing good or bad if I don't know what I've done? (laughs) Uh, I've got to fix that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I will fail at this. So that is definitely an ugly Uh, what was yours
1: yeah my mine was uh trying to, to drink from the strangle straddle well again <laughs>
0: <laughs> you learned right
1: i learned yeah think
0: of it as you paid some tuition you passed the class
1: and you know what doing the work for the class and having the log to look at on my spreadsheet and see them all staring in front of me mm-hmm. and i i color code it so the reds are losses and the greens are gains and when it's like Oh, I'm looking at ten, my last ten strangle straddle trades. Oh, wow! There's only three green and seven red. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's like oh. All right, Dan. I think it's time for the new bets. I think you're right. In the center of universe. Bets for every one of us. Consequence. all right all right all right all right so i i go first is that that is true that's 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 the deal oh man i'm gonna throw one at you that you probably aren't ready for because i didn't mention it up until this point specifically to (laughs) blindside you
0: is it tesla (laughs)
1: <laughs> no i sure short, i'm shorting tesla no uh, <laughs> my bet pick this week is fortune brands home and security incorporated they trade on the new york stock exchange under fbhs fbhs they are a mid-cap blend industrials building products company they hit uh, two or three days in a row of new 52-week highs mm-hmm. their their charts their charts looking good they're they're in uh, that industrial building products uh, industry right now, where there aren't enough homes in the market to meet the real estate demand. So you know the next thing they're going to do is build a bunch of homes. I think uh, I think this company is going to make me some money next week. FBHS.
0: All right. You want to guess what mine is? Uh, Tesla. No. No, because I have to buy it again on Monday. It's a new month. <laughs> if I could carry it over, I totally would. <laughs> Because it hasn't traded yet since those great uh, delivery numbers came out. Now, I think uh, I think I want to take a gamble on Schnitzer Steel. Schnitzer Steel. The one that we talked about with earnings coming on. I was looking at what they've already put out with core hitting highs. Uh, I think CMC's been doing really well. I know our steel mill's been booked out like crazy. Even if uh, the earnings are just kind of in line with the analysts, I think when they give out their guidance for next quarter, I think it's going to be good. Just because the steel industry as a whole just seems to be booked like crazy right now. Uh, yeah, I think I want to give them a shot.
1: All right. Their, their stock ticker is uh, SCHN? SCHN.
0: Ready for our random?
1: Yeah, what's our random?
0: Uh, they gave me MRTN. What do you think of that one? Martin Transport Limited. Small cap blend, railroad and rail. Average volume oh. of 400,000. I mean, it seems decent enough.
1: I've been seeing a few road and rail companies hit new 52-week highs over the last couple of weeks, so anything could happen with this. Yep. this rail company.
0: I think it's good. We can go with that one, right? Yeah. All right. There you have Why it, not? folks.
1: Martin Transport, MRTN. Stay tuned next week. We'll find out who takes the lead and who falls behind.
0: And then listen Wednesday to find out what Dan has to do.
1: Oh, Lord. That's right. I'd forgotten until this very moment, you <laughs> son of a bitch. How dare you win the bet and give me a consequence as we spoke about ahead of time. Oh, boy. When we made the bet.
0: I feel like God. I should have made you a ringtone, but uh, I'm not as talented as you are. <laughs> I still have that as my ringtone, by the oh, way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: actually kind of like it. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, right. It, it grows on you after a bit. <laughs>
0: uh, it's motivation to do better. <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. Oh, uh, we're so glad you stuck around and made it to the end of the show with us, folks. I, I wish I could. I wish I had some soft jazz on the background right now. I could be taking a sip of a cocktail and putting on my bathrobe <laughs> to end of the day. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been fantastic. Uh, and and remember please 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 if you like our show let us know uh, rating and subscribing on your platform of choice and uh, if you like our show and hate social media like me just tell all your friends and if you have no friends and hate social media like Kyle and you want to give us money to pay for advertising to help you find more friends you can donate here
0: I don't even like myself
1: Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna w I was wondering if you're gonna catch that dig. Oh but, I got uh, it. Yeah, you did. Oh, you I doubled believe. down. You're right. You doubled down.
0: You're hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Oh, oh oh so it's a big shop, folks. There's room for everybody. Come one, come all. We're glad you're here. And until next time, uh, happy trades Bye folks.